0: It's the most high-profile celebrity trial that has captured media attention since Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. It's taken over a week at this stage and we're still no closer to discovering who banged into who. More details after Fleetwith Mac. <laughs> evidence, evidence everywhere, but we're still no closer to figuring out who banged into who. We've heard from the witnesses. We've even had a physics lesson. This has to be the most high profile, most bizarre celebrity trial since Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And it involves Gwyneth Paltrow. And shockingly, despite her outrageous health, in inverted commas, treatments and whatever other nonsense she spates on her website, this has absolutely nothing to do with that. I was shocked that it has nothing to do with anything to do with that. It goes back to 2016 and a really bizarre skiing incident. Perhaps we should hear from Gweneth. She took to the stand in Utah. Uh, Mr. Sanderson has accused her of crashing into him. This is what she had to say.
2: I was skiing and looking downhill as you do. And I was skied directly into by Mr. Sanderson. Okay. I was skiing and two skis came between my skis, forcing my legs apart. And then there was a body pressing against me and there was a very strange grunting noise. So my brain was trying to make sense of what was happening. I thought, Am I, is this a practical joke? Is someone like doing something perverted? This is really, really strange. My mind was going very, very quickly, and I was trying to ascertain what was happening. OK. Um, I think you said, I didn't know if it was an accident, but he was groaning and grunting in a very disturbing way. Yes, there was a sort of groan coming out of his mouth. Okay. Then you said, I froze? Yes. We kept skiing? Right. We went to the right? Yes. We came crashing down together? That's right. He said, I said, you skied directly into my effing back. And he said, oh, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. Right. And that was you screaming at him while he's on the ground still? right? I was yelling at him. Pretty loud. Pretty forceful. I was pretty upset. Who hit who? Mr. Sanderson hit me.
3: Do you feel some empathy for Mr. Sanderson and his declining brain?
2: You know I really do. I feel very sorry for him. It seems like he's had a very difficult life But I did not cause the accident, so I cannot be at fault for anything that subsequently happened to him.
0: There you go. Hearing it from the horse's mate there uh, he accuses her of crashing into him. Says he sustained several broken ribs, head trauma, that sort of stuff. And uh, this is going back, as I say, to 2016. He is suing her for a uh, three hundred thousand, I think it is, and uh, she is suing him back for one dollar because you know she, you know, it's just a. It's I think for her, it's it's a point at this stage. Uh, you know, this idea though it does bring up the idea of you know. Perhaps, and we don't know because this trial obviously is ongoing. Of perhaps exploiting a celebrity, you know. Perhaps, perhaps we still don't know what is going on with regards to this. But so, so bizarre. So she's claiming that he banged into her, and they've even had a uh, physician or phys- a physics expert, a doctor in physics, come in and do some physics lessons on regards uh, to this as well. And um, he is, uh, he was sorry, he's a biomechanical engineer, I should say, Doctor Irving. Shire is his name, and he wrote out several calculations. And he says that her version of the events is consistent with the laws of physics in how people turn and rotate. So, I mean, all sorts of things have been brought into play with this trial. Um, it's been ongoing now for the last week or so, but it's really bizarre. It's the most bizarre one I've I've come across, I have to say, since the Johnny Depp uh, case with with Amber Heard. So who knows what's going to happen. T- to be fair Mr. Sanderson seems to have had a very awful time of things. He's been a, a, a recluse after the incident um, he's uh, had a lot of injuries as well with regards to it so he claims it was her who skied into him. She's had her son and daughter as well take this stand about this as well. Uh, Moses uh, her son was nine at the time of the incident and uh, he said it was um, the person crashed into her from behind and uh, also uh, her daughter Apple said she heard a commotion on the slope as well Uh, her mother was visibly upset and uh, her mother told them what happened uh, and she said she was very shocked and shaken up about this um, uh, incident so yeah who knows what's going to happen but it has to be bizarre bizarre celebrity trials Harry Styles, late night talking. Distracted a little bit while Harry Styles is on because I'm busy watching our fantastic TY students that are here with us for the week. They're in the studio across from me and they are looking very, very serious because... Mayor, Michelle Hall, Mayor of Drada, Michelle Hall is in studio and the guys have been preparing to interview her and it looks like it's going really well. I was They were quite nervous going in ahead of this, but they are well prepared and I just want to give them a little mention because they're just doing phenomenal work across the station here. You might have heard them on the Community Diary earlier on and uh, I've just told them as well that I'm going to let them take up a big responsibility at the end of the week, our TY students are going to be taking over the Friday Floor Feller song. They're going to be kickstarting the weekend right here in 11 to 1. So uh, lots of excitement around that as well. So uh, fair play to them. It's not an easy thing to do. I don't think, I think I'd be quite nervous at, you know, 16, 17, the mayor of Drada, and you have to sort of interview her for a radio show that you have to put together. Fantastic. It's been lovely having them here as well for the week. Now, sad news this morning uh, as uh, everyone will have heard at this stage Paul O'Grady sadly passing away going to have a chat about him also I've got music from Lewis Capaldi
1: on the way The 11 to 1 show
0: Excellent community diary reading there from our t Just one or two other events to mention. The Drogheda Dolls are hosting a free event at their Dolls House, Morality Street uh, the, in uh, Drogheda this Saturday, April 1st. They're holding an Easter egg hunt plus a little market and all the proceeds from the market are going to the Deirdre Gogarty Legacy Committee who are working very hard to raise funds to get a statue of a boxer Deirdre Gogarty erected in the town. The event starts at 1pm. It's free. Uh, there's tea, coffee, cakes and all donations to towards that cause are greatly accepted also Drogheda District Chamber are holding a coffee and chat networking morning that's tomorrow morning from 8am in the Saith Key Fair it's a newly opened Artisan Deli in Drogheda all local business owners and managers are invited to join for the free event non-members are also welcome you can contact Brenda at drohadachamber.ie by email or you can visit drohadachamber.ie for more details and that's that's tomorrow morning starting at 8am now I have a Scottish man and an Irish man In my playlist Sounds like the start of a bad joke
3: or something But here's Lewis Capaldi first of all Counting days, counting days Since my love up and got lost on me And every breath that I've been taking Since you left feels like a waste on me I've been holding on to hope That you'll come back when you can find some peace from going under It's your love I'm lost in Your love I'm lost in Your love I'm lost in I'm tired of being so exhausted Your love I'm lost in Your love I'm lost in Your love I'm lost in Even though I'm nothing to you now Even though I'm nothing to you now There must be something in the water Cause every day it's getting colder And if only I could hold
0: There's a new documentary of Lewis Capaldi coming to Netflix, saw it flashing up there. I think it's coming out this week. It's going to kind of go in depth into his life and music and all the rest of it. There you go, something to look forward to. Sad news in the world of entertainment today as we hear that Paul O'Grady passed away last night, aged just 67. What an icon. I mean, he was one of the people that I would have watched on, on television and would have, you know, I suppose, aspired to try and be like in the sense that, you know, he was a guy that just was himself all the time. He was himself. And that's what a great presenter should be. They should have this warm, personable nature and just be themselves. And uh, he just was such an icon. I mean, just effortless. You know, when you, you watch somebody on TV and well, for me, because I suppose I'm in the business and thinking, God, you know, been on television it must be so tricky you know you have to remember what to say and there's all these cameras and lights and it must be so daunting he just made it look effortless somebody like Gayburn as well make it look just so effortless you know and now uh, people are paying tribute to him of course TV stars human rights campaigners the Queen Consort as well animal rights charities have paid tribute to him he was one of the first uh, drag acts uh, uh, on television as Lily Savage what if icon as well Lily Savage was but then we loved Paul as much as we loved Lily which was which was amazing and his series for the love of dogs even though I wouldn't be a huge dog person I know he included kittens and, and all that kind of stuff on it as well um, but it was just such a lovely show and I mean you knew that he was passionate about it as well and he was kind of tapping into our love of animals as well and he just was incredible in that here's a little bit of him in action in that fantastic series
3: well. Battersea is now back in business. Hi, good morning, this is Dawn calling here. We're having a very busy day today. Things may look a little different. And as you can see, the dogs aren't exactly taking social distancing seriously. But it's going to take more than a worldwide pandemic to keep me and the staff away absolutely just oh just so easy
0: going heartwarming just a lovely lovely guy and of course when he was you know a, a guest on various chat shows you know that you're, you knew that you're going to be in for a treat with, with him on because he just was so so funny as well he will be missed that's for sure Kennedy a better man and LMFM's 11 to 1 It's funny, it's taboo busting, it blasts the lid right off. Never has the female body been put under such a hilarious microscope, says one critic from the Irish Independent about the show of our next guest, Anne Gilday. She's going to be joining us. She's a comedian, founder of the Nulas, but wait till you see. She's in a show now like you've never seen her before. How to get the men to pause and enjoy it? Well, we're going to find out all about this with Anne next.
1: The 11 to 1 show.
0: LMFM. Dublin based comedian, co founder, and longtime creative performer with comedy group The Nulas, Anne Gilday, is back on stage in a taboo busting, hilariously funny show entitled How to Get the Menopause and Enjoy It. This show has been wowing audiences and critics around the country. Now she's bringing it to Drogheda. Guaranteed side splitting laughter from one of Ireland's top comedians. I'm delighted to have Anne Gilday back with us on 11 to 1. Anne, you're very welcome. Thank you, Sinead. Um, I grew up in the 70s, and when you get
4: an introduction like that, you just feel mortified. You go, people are listening to that girl. She's a real (laughs) schmel of her set, doesn't she? (laughs) (laughs) Did you grow up with that? It was that real thing. Oh, you didn't want people thinking you thought you were great. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, completely. that was the worst thing for someone to think that you thought you were great. I
0: just want everyone to know. I don't think I'm great. Oh, well, you should I'm just now, Anne.
4: really you hard.
0: You should. You laugh. should though. You should. Do you know what the other phrase is, which I love as well? If uh, yeah. she was a Mars bar, she'd eat herself.
4: Oh my god. <laughs> I'm
0: and that no, no I'm writing that that's a great, great line. she was in Mars bar uh, that's a great one I heard that years ago and I was like I love that she was a Mars bar she did it, herself it's a fantastic thing to say it's very Irish things to oh, say as well it, it, uh, that is brilliant I've just written that down that's gone in the show <laughs> brilliant now there's been some some conversation around menopause in the media in the past year or so which is great but I think we need a show like this to laugh about it all Tell me why you wanted to create this show uh, about what has been and still is to an extent a taboo topic, Anne.
4: Well, Sinead, it goes right back before this whole conversation exploded because it was the middle of lockdown and people actually weren't talking about menopause so much at that time. I think the topic has exploded in about the last year and a half. But what happened with me was it was lockdown. I knew the new list had finished. We weren't going to be touring anymore. And I thought, oh my God, this is the opportunity to get my new show together because I have to have something to be earning a living. And I thought, well, I'm going to write a show about being a middle-aged woman and so the whole topic was midlife and it was going in every direction there's so many things you can talk about you know when you reach a certain age and it was my partner Paul who said to me no Your show is how to get the menopause and enjoy it. He came up with that title and he he just wrote it on my whiteboard in my office. And he went, that's your show. And look into that. And initially, Sinead, I was going menopause. Who wants to talk about that? But what happened was I had the time to look into it because it was locked down. Nothing was going on. And I started reading about it and I realized all I didn't know. Um, I didn't know the profound effect of going through menopause and uh, the long term effect on a woman's body mm. of the fall in all those hormones that happens during the menopause and uh, so I kind, of, I kind of went into shock for a while going, oh my god, this is ridiculous and I'm so ignorant of of
0: my... Well self. and you're not the only one, you're not the only one there's so many of us that are completely ignorant around this, there's a lot of fear there's a lot of mystery to unwrap with regards to this and uh, you you know, I think there is there is this intrigue with us, but there's also this, oh, don't talk about it, don't talk about it. Let's whisper about it, let's whisper about it. So there's all this kind of stuff wrapped up in well, it. That was our
4: mother's generation, yeah. because if you think back, I mean, look at what was the attitude to the body when we were grown up. It was like you're walking around in this thing called a body, and the less you have to do with it, the better. It was like shh. Nothing. We weren't... weren't, Nothing was really talked about. So, of course, something as complicated as menopause. And, of course, menopause is tied to a woman getting older, which is, you know, a whole other thing. You know, women being sidelined and everything. I don't think it's happening in our generation, but... Uh, I, 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 no wonder it was such a taboo topic. And now it's gone the other extreme.
0: No, oh, totally. Yeah. Which, you know, but, what, yes. which, as right. you say, you know, it, like it, it, we are welcoming the conversation, but there is still this all this unknown and, and all this mystery to, to unpack. But you talk to me about your own experiences, because you went through this as a result of a side effect of chemo. Well, that's right.
4: I discovered that during, like, I went through breast cancer 12 years ago. I only started reading about menopause about two or three years ago. And it was while I was reading, I went, hang on. It was chemotherapy that plunged me into the menopause. And... uh you know, like, I remember the time after I started chemo, like, every n- n- night I was wringing out the bed sheets and mm. my nice and my boyfriend's neck. <laughs> 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 you know, I wish I had known what I was going through because particularly the emotional side of it, I thought, oh, this is just to do with all the cancer medication or whatever. I wish I had known that I was going through that too. And I wish I had been able to give it a place. Yes. Particularly one thing, maybe this is too much information, but I particularly got very low after Mm. getting through cancer. And I was actually, I'd survived it. I'd been given the all clear. Everything was actually really good. And I was so depressed I literally couldn't move. I, I don't know, I'm sure people can relate to that. Been oh, completely. Related, they, you know? like there's a
0: massive yeah. mental health impact with regards to this. Oh, yeah, completely. Look,
4: this is the whole thing. And I just thought, I actually went... Uh, I, talk about this in the show, I went on antidepressants for ages, mm. thinking well, there's, there's, I, I must have clinical depression because there's no circumstantial reason for it and looking back, I totally know it was because my hormones were haywire and if I had known that, I would have gone on HRT yep. rather than going on antidepressants which have long term effects and ultimately I came off them you, you can't take anything without a side effect and I wish I had just been informed and I think so many women go through that. And what, and this is a bit of a dark statistic, but it's the truth. The, the highest rate for suicide for women in Ireland happens around the age of 51. That is the optimal age for suicide for women. It's yeah. much younger for men. And that uh, is totally related. To, that's peak menopause. And I think it's that women suddenly they have a awful lot of stresses around that age. they have teenage kids, they have older mm. parents to look after, they still have the jobs and everything else, and they feel this change that they maybe can't, they have brain fog or they're feeling under stress or emotionally they're feeling so different. And if you can place that and at least go, this might be menopause, then you let yourself off the hook a bit.
0: You yeah, know? and this and is it. And like the way yeah. that we were, I mean, like, let's not even go into the how we were taught about periods and everything else in school. I was handed a, p- a pamphlet pretty much and that was about the height uh, of it. I oh mean God, you know? if I talk about all <laughs> that in the show.
4: Yeah. It's the biggest laughs. I just go back and talk about... Being in the convent school and having to go to the nun who dealt with strange female occurrences <laughs> <laughs> and, and, the, and the mad pads we had in the 70s oh I heard yeah. about these from my mother <laughs> yeah oh well, my god the, well I'm 57 now so I talk about they They were the first pads I used uh, those mad ones with the belt yes. I think it was almost like like a girdle
0: were, was, weird girdle or something was it yes, yes. exactly <laughs> I said
4: you know it's almost like riding a, a sanitary pony you know this huge thing this huge thing you're going around with and uh uh, as younger women, just laugh
0: their heads off. They just—I've <laughs> oh, just seen images of this. I know kind of exactly what you're talking about. This, but you know, we don't get the education from that age, so it's no surprise that we don't get the education around menopause as well. But you are hoping to educate us, Anne, in this show. Talk me through the show oh. and and how. And I love the title, by the way. Enjoy it because this is the key thing to this as well.
4: Oh well, you see, women are such a laugh. I have such a laugh with women you know, uh, after the show, telling me the stories. And one woman told me this extraordinary thing. She said, I went into the doctor and I said, now I want to talk about my menopause and maybe get an HRG. <laughs> The doctor said to her, oh, I, I I wouldn't know about that. That's women's stuff.
0: Oh my he God! Is, In 2023! Is oh, seriously. Is a doctor. And so
4: many... But Women get that, but there's so many stories. Well, the enjoy bit, I think, is that women are great at having a laugh. Yeah. And I think I, you know, I was, my main goal was writing a funny show. So the great thing about this material is it's so potent Then it gives you a great scope to be funny with it too. You know, like going right back to the whole history of the way women have been treated in medicine to you know, the yes. whole the, our whole history through it all is actually because of the secrecy ends up being quite funny. And that is where the enjoyment is. And then it's just the sheer enjoyment of reminding women of things of when we were younger. And, and then just opening up. And then the educational bit, it is, it, I didn't set out to do that, but I have to go through, you know, all the things I was so startled to discover. Like that there's so many
0: symptoms. Yeah. So no, many, no. so many. It like, might be the odd hot flush, but oh my God, there's so many things. There's so many things, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you mentioned some of the feedback there, and I have to say that this show has been a sellout success. Uh, I've no doubt it's going to be the same here in, in Drogheda, and you're very much encouraging men to go along. This is not just like a, a women's only, you know, it is a great girls' night, eh? don't get me wrong, but you are encouraging the men along. Yeah
4: look, I've been doing comedy over 30 years. It's funny, 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 <laughs> funny. And, and you know, there is, to me, in comedy, what was male experience is universal experience and men and women could laugh at it. And then what was female experience was always seen as, oh, that's just female stuff. That's definitely changing. And, I, for instance, I was in Talla the other weekend. Two men booked the tickets and brought their wives along and they all had such a brilliant night because it's so silly and and it you know, it's joyously funny and then I'm saying stuff that the guys are going, Oh my god, I didn't know that you know it's like I would li- I'd like to see a show like that about men you know yes.
0: the real the real yes. secret life mm. of men oh yeah students, oh yeah you know maybe you could write you know. that next Do you know what I mean get a, get a, get a, get a, <laughs> a partner and get your that's partner involved in this guys. <laughs> that's
4: the interesting thing for guys that they really enjoy it but it's also oh jeez I didn't realise that oh, Yeah, you know but it's quite funny to have guys going like that and women going like that too about their own bodies going god I didn't realise that oh I didn't know that
0: Oh you know? my God. Uh, I'm getting a message in from Angela. Thank you so much, Angela. Uh, she says, this is what I was told by my lady doctor a couple of weeks ago on, to get from my menopause. Yeah. It's that stupid. It's funny. Davina McCall with Dr. Naomi Potter menopausing the positive roadmap to your second spring. So she's got the book on it. Now she needs to go to the show. She needs to go to your Ugh. show next. I, I mean, well,
4: this—that's a lovely way of framing it. Apparently, they call it that in Asia, in Japan. it's yeah. kind of the second spring, and I think it is that. And I think maybe in our culture, before women were in the past, maybe sidelined a bit when yeah. they got older. That's not happening anymore. And in a way, it is a second spring because I think women become very positive in middle age when they go well maybe I'm going to create a bit of space for myself now to do the things I really want to do
0: you yeah know? totally so. totally now Anne the last time we ran out of time I'm not going to let this happen this time I have to ask you to play Sinead Asks celebrities Silly Questions are you up for this now?
4: oh yeah go on yeah
0: okay <laughs> okay what's in your pockets right now Anne? <laughs>
4: A tissue. A tissue. I'm in the flat I'm not out and about So I was
0: just at my desk Before you called So I have a snotty tissue Because lovely. I've got one of those Never ending calls Okay lovely uh, Last person you texted Don't say me That's not very exciting
4: uh, The last person <laughs> I texted was I'm doing a photo shoot next week And I was Ooh. texting the photographer Because Ooh. we're trying to We're planning out what we're doing Because it's going to be Anti-glamour. I was saying, oh. so, should I go and get my hair and makeup done? He went, no, please don't. I hate those kind of pictures. So, oh, fantastic! Uh, I look forward that. to that. It's,
0: I'm, I'm going to be in the Sunday Times. Oh, okay. let's watch coming out for up. that one. It's coming up. It's coming yes. up. Uh, okay, pineapple yeah. on a pizza? Yes or no? Yes. Oh, um. uh, okay. <laughs> we're going to have to fall out now over that. Oh my god, <laughs> scandalous stuff. Uh, okay, a song that would have you running to the dance floor. Um. Uh, oh. Um.
4: Um. <laughs> Sing it there. Give us the I a mean, bar. You know, I I love uh, like everybody dance. Oh yeah, yeah. Dance, yeah. It's also, a great one. You know what I love dancing to? I love the Smiths. Oh, yeah. It just Moody. me of Moody, being yeah. a, a disco. Angsty teenager. When I was yeah. a teenager and dancing to all this charming man and all those. <laughs> I just love those songs. Th- those songs will get me on the
0: dance floor Oh, brilliant. Then, yeah. Love it. Okay. A uh, Secret- sound system. Or oh, yeah. Like yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're back, friends again. I love that music taste. Uh, Secret Celebrity Crush celebrity um, let me
4: think i'm sorry i really have to uh, that just calling, uh, <laughs> she's she's um, experiencing I, brain fog i'll tell you the only <laughs> celeb i ever absolutely adored and loved yeah. and i cried when he died the only one was david bowie oh just, yeah I, oh yeah I, he's the only person um and i also I, I I was awake last night and I saw it come up at three o'clock in the morning that Paula Grady
0: had died. Yes. And I, did have a
4: I thought he was re- he wasn't a, a crush, but I thought he was the most beautiful man.
0: Oh, I'm yeah. Sure. Great celebrity you crushes. Know, know he, Great yeah, celebrity yeah. crushes. And yeah. it's been absolutely wonderful as always chatting to you. Continued success with this brilliant show. Shanae, Very, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks I'm looking forward million. to come to Dada. Thanks a million. She's in Drihid Art Centre. How to get the menopause and enjoy it this very Friday night. You can get all the details Drihid dot com.
1: Oh, the eleven to one show.
4: Oh, L-M-F-M.
0: LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 double seven double four double five. Going back in time now to 1974. On this day in 1974, Chinese farmers discovered the Terracotta Army near Xi'an. Eight thousand clay warrior statues were buried to guard the tomb of China's first emperor. And today is Pay It Forward Day. So when you think about it, nothing is stopping any of us from generating ripples of kindness that reach out across the world and to people around us we could share words of affirmation with people or just make things a better place so the concept behind pay it forward is simple pay the kindness you've received throughout the day or throughout the year forward to somebody else LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda, Dundalk, and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Great, great messages coming in at on 086 1800 658. My sister is 13 years older than I, so she had those big pads. I found them in her drawer, so I decided to make a mask with it for playing doctors. She was fit to kill me because my mum was breaking her sides with the laughter coming in from Rosie. Rosie, oh my God, I can imagine. I can see that. I remember my mum telling us about my eldest brother. He was mad about a 70s slash 80s programme called Dr. Kildare. Next thing, my brother came in running with one of those pads on, loops around his ears, singing I'm Dr. Kildare. So we have two siblings playing doctors with the huge sanitary <laughs> I mean, Anne just saw she hung up too quick. We're giving her gold here in 086-1800-658. Thank you so much for sending those in. We are heading towards 12 news. And after that, we're going to meet Zoe Danko McAllister. She's from America, living in Tully Allen. She's hoping to represent Ireland in the European Triathlon Championships. We're going to meet her after 12.
1: The 11 to 1 show.
0: A new family is to arrive in Albert Square More details on the way Dun, 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 dun. Hosier, take me to church Take me to Albert Square What would Bond have in common With the lives of the people in Albert Square? There's a connection 007 though is not being called in To lead up a sting operation in the Old Vic Although how cool would that be But there is a bond connection To the new family Yeah that's arriving In Albert Square EastEnders is going to welcome the new family The Knight Clan Ooh, And I like that it's like the knight As in a knight In shining armour Very cool name and the Bond connection is that it's led by James Bond actor Colin Salmon. You'll recognise him. Yep, he was in the Daniel Craig's uh, Bonds. Just play, I think playing just an agent, just kind of like like a sideline character, but you'll know him. Um, he's going to star alongside AB Fab star Harriet Thorpe as well. Strictly Come Dancing finalist Molly Rainford and actress Francesca Henry. Uh. So he's going to play tough talking, fiercely protective father of two, George Knight. And they're going to appear in uh, this, this soap in the summer, early summer. So their arrival comes in the wake of the disappearance of Mick Carter, played by Danny Dyer, and Sharon Watts, and the Pins- Pensar Pena- family vying to join forces with Linda Carter to run the Queen Vic. I mean, fantastic. However, Linda is secretly teaming up with her larger than life mother, Elaine Peacock, who's going to be bringing her new partner, George Knight, and his two daughters, Gina and Anna, to Albert Square. It's very exciting. I'm loving this. Uh, They say George Knight is a charming rogue and an old school gent who dotes on his two daughters. He's going to take up residence in the Queen Vic when he joins his beloved Elaine, a powerhouse of a landlady who knows just how to have fun. They're going to be joined by feisty, determined, and demanding Gina, who's sharp and cool and has cut diamonds. Ooh. But with a temper that blazes like fire, which is what you want in a soap opera. Where his younger sister Anna is fun, lovable, and big hearted, but just don't underestimate her. Could be something there simmering underneath, you know? Uh, so these guys, the Knights. Looking forward to their debut in Albert Square in early summer. Fantastic. I'm all about, you know, introducing new characters to Soaps because, you know, we do love our old characters that are there since whatever time. But, you know, it's always good to have a little bit of fresh blood. So there you go. Eastenders, summertime, the night family will be arriving. Now let's see what else is happening in the world of showbiz. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app.
1: Hi I'm Crossy Sarah Lancashire won an award last night at the Royal Television Awards for Happy Valley She's delighted with the reception the show got It's
4: it's fantastic It's a a great honour A real, really a great honour and Just so unexpected It's hard to single anything out Obviously Happy Valley The third season going out has had an extraordinary reception Um, So I think that's going to live with me for a very very long time
1: If not forever. Fans of the X-Files will be delighted. According to show creator Chris Carter, Ryan Coogler is set to reboot the show. It's been said the cast will be more diverse than the original. Kit Connor has been talking about the Netflix hit Heartstopper. He's been telling us why he thinks it hits different with the audience.
3: I think it's just um, something that I'll always be
5: extremely grateful for um, and a big honour in my life. Um, Yeah, I mean, we we knew that it was something special when we were making it, but I didn't think we sort of expected the the reaction that it got. There's really something for everyone, and it is just really simple human emotions, and it's kind of... Um
1: simplest. That's the buzz I'm Crossy.
0: The buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Loving the idea of an X-Files reboot. Normally I'm not sort of on board with reboots but when it comes to TV things I'm like okay, okay, I'm on board with that. But I do like the original I do like the original X-Files so hopefully it will be good. Uh, Jim Jim from RD Regular Listeners on wishing everybody a happy Wednesday. Loving the music Well you know what Jim Jim that's about to get better for you, because here's Ed Sheeran. You see, tonight it could go either way. <laughs> Cheering Celestial. Thanks for that, PS. I like EastEnders watching the classic one. Yeah, lots of EastEnders fans getting in touch there about the new family arriving in Albert Square. Thank you so much. Now, we are going to be meeting a uh, sport championship, a sport champion, I should say, from our local area. She is, well, she's from Phoenix originally, living in Tully Island right now, but she's competing now at junior national level as a triathlete, and she's hoping to represent Ireland in the 2023 European Championships in Madrid. And then on to the World Triathlon Champions in uh, Hamburg. But she needs some help. We're going to be meeting Zoe Danko McAllister. She's going to join us next.
1: Oh, L-M-F-M. The 11 to 1 show.
0: Originally from Phoenix, Arizona, but now living in Tully Allen, my next guest has been competing at junior national level as a triathlete and she's hoping to represent Ireland at the 2023 European Championships in Madrid and the World Triathlon Championships in Hamburg. But she needs our help. The cost of travelling to these races is substantial, so she's on the lookout for some sponsorship. I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Zoe Danko McAllister. You are so welcome. How are you getting on? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just come in as much yeah perfect that's perfect so you are from phoenix arizona Arizona, originally traveled around a bit before finding home in tully allen so Mm -hmm. how did that happen how did you find ireland and how did you set up home here
5: um so my dad works in global relocation which means we just we kept moving like every three years we would move (laughs) and i've lived in um america czech republic london and Ireland.
0: Okay, so Ireland is your your home now, mm-hmm. and how were you? how How long have you guys lived here? Going on four years, I think. Okay, so four years now. If so, I
5: remember correctly. <laughs> okay,
0: so you're 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 here and you're in school. Well, you're are you finished school at this stage? You're eighteen now at this stage, or? Um, I am eighteen,
5: but because we moved so much, I was homeschooled. Oh okay. So- Yeah, but I'm going to be doing my SATs this year
0: on curriculum. Okay, so you're following the American Mm -hmm. one. And, you know, you have so much sport in your life in terms of the triathlon. So were you always a sporty kid or how did you get into sports? I
5: wasn't. I wasn't. I was really into the arts when I was younger. And then when we were living in Prague, I was about 11. I started swimming just because my parents wanted me to
0: be active. There okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so very much the artistic side, mm-hmm. and then the the sport came out. So, swimming was the the first sport, was it? Yeah. Okay. It was. And I only I only started triathlon when I moved to London the second time. Okay. Yeah. So, talk to me about how that began because that was really a coach that had spotted you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so
5: I was swimming on my own um, in Charlton, Lydell actually, and. A triathlon coach was coaching a session next to me and he saw me swimming and he was speaking to my dad and he mentioned that I should try a couple of sessions at the club.
0: Wow. Okay, so not even your swimming coach—he was just a guy that just happened to be there. Yeah. Okay, so he spots this talent, and you and the, and your family decide, well, Okay, we better just mm-hmm. go for this and, <laughs> and and kick it up a notch. So, how does how do you then get into the the triathlon side of things? What club did you join first?
5: So I first joined Grange Tritons in London, and. It was a shock to the system. I, can imagine. <laughs> I remember my first run session, um, I like I cried. Like I only made it halfway through and then I just kept coming back. <laughs> I didn't like to be defeated by running, so <laughs>
0: I could, you have that kind of uh, ambitious sort of equality to you. This yeah. is something that you're, you're obviously driven when, mm. you, when someone notices this talent, you don't ignore it, you decide, OK, right, and yeah. then I'm going to really go for this and put everything into it. So you're now in a club in Drogheda, I believe, yeah?
5: Yeah, Drogheda Tri Club. Mm.
0: OK, so th- so this basically involves swimming, then getting on a bike and then running. Yeah. OK, like the thought of that. <laughs> <turns to laughs> I'm exhausted before I even try something like this so when, when you are competing at, at this mm-hmm. level like what's running to your mind because like that you have to swim then mm-hmm. you have to get on this bike are your legs not screaming at you going oh my god you're going to make me run now how do you overcome yeah. that mental thing there's
5: actually something in triathlon called jelly legs which is how your legs feel after you get off the bike <laughs> and they're just wobbly it's like a newborn calf or something
0: oh my god so but, you have to uh, kind of combat that and sort of and, and, and then go running for how long do you have to run for um, I'm doing, right now
5: I'm doing sprint distance, which is, it's a 5k run.
0: Okay. After a 20k bike. And how long
5: is the swimming? Uh, 750 meters.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. I can see why the jelly legs would come into play. Yeah. So how much training do you have to do for something like this for when you're competing?
5: Um, at the moment I'm doing three swim sessions, three runs and three cycle sessions a week. And then a the gym session.
0: Okay. Cause you got to keep the gym session for the, the physical stamina, really.
5: Um, it's more for like strength. Obviously, I do a lot of endurance, and I don't. I wouldn't have a lot of power. I'd have a lot of like
0: distance. Yes, sort of. I understand completely. Is, yeah. Okay, so you need to incorporate all of that for yeah. for each level. So, when did you start then competing like in 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 big events? Um, when I was fourteen, I did. I tried the Super Series in England,
5: which is basically it's a performance assessment weekend, and they it's like a national assessment, and it's turns they kind of recruit for the olympic pipeline
0: oh wow okay so that was
5: my first big race I really didn't do well i was 14 i'd only been doing triathlon for a year so I, too young just, mate yeah, not did, ready yeah i think yeah. so i didn't have a lot of experience so that was my first big race and then um when i came to ireland Okay, older. so I started doing the National Series
0: Okay so the National Series so what does that entail? What you said there like the, the 750 mm-hmm. in terms of the swimming. Okay and are you competing then? Are they all sort of the same age as you from pe- with people all over Ireland is it?
5: Yeah so they have, I started in the Youth National Series which is, and they have different age groups so it's like 14 to 15, 16 to 17 and then the Junior National Series would be, I believe it's 17 to 19 or 18 to 19 it does depend it's not like a standard
0: I get you yeah it kind of can vary as as, Mm -hmm. depending on the entrance and and the level absolutely so you are now the uh junior national aquathlon is it champion Mm -hmm. uh so that's that's amazing so what what does that mean and how does how do you feel to be like to have this title it's fantastic um what does it mean
5: I basically they had the national aquathlon championships, so you have to do four races to be ranked nationally. So you have to do four national series races, and the national aquathlon championships were up north. So I just I did the race, came first.
0: <laughs> Amazing! How was that? How did that feel when you when you sort of when you when you knew you, okay, I'm I'm after winning this.
5: Well, it was it was a bit complicated because the way the race was done, there weren't any. There was an 18 to 19 age group, they just had us race with the adults. So I wasn't actually sure I had one for a couple months after, and I only realized I'd won when I got the email that yeah, oh I was god. going to the award ceremony so oh
0: my god that yeah, was a amazing. delayed
5: reaction but yeah
0: yeah completely and uh, in terms of now what what happens next is so you are preparing for the European Championships mm-hmm. that'll be the first one is it yeah. okay and then on to the to the oh, world yes. so a lot of training as you mentioned there that's yeah. in, that's involved in that so uh do you know anything about the other competitors in 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 those competitions or like what level they're at? Um,
5: I put it off for a while but I did Google last night the results from last year just so I could <laughs> prepare myself and I think I'll be able to come um, top 10 oh, in yeah. the European Championships and then I'm going to push off looking up
0: the Don't look them <laughs> results up. for the Ignorance <laughs> the is world. bliss absolutely yeah. absolutely so you to take on the these uh, competitions you obviously have to travel to Madrid and then yeah. on to Hamburg so a lot of expense involved mm-hmm. in this yeah. yeah so you set up a GoFundMe that's going really well
5: yeah we reached the we reached the target oh that's amazing
0: so to see Irish people and people locally get Mm -hmm. behind you must be very very nice for you
5: yeah it's very inspiring and I well up a little bit
0: (laughs) it's lovely it's really lovely to see to to see it really is and so now at this stage you are hoping to secure a sponsor so business community Mm -hmm. that might be listening right now what would you like to say to them about this
5: (laughs) um the Airplane tickets to Madrid are 800 euros. So
0: and in terms of the sponsorship as well, that you have room on your gear so they could have a logo there, that kind of thing. Yeah. So there is one company that reached
5: out to me and I will have their logo on my tri suit. So I believe there's two more spaces left.
0: OK, so two more spaces yeah. for, a, a, I'm going to say, a very lucky business because this girl is going to go all the way. <laughs> she's got the train and she's dedicated uh, to, to this. She, she really is. Uh, you're So you got the SATs that's going to be coming up. Yeah. and you're hoping to head off to university and amongst all this training as well your, your education is obviously very important to yeah, you yeah
5: it is my uh my coach in england always said school comes before training so okay wise words wise words is right <laughs> and what are you hoping to study in university um i'm hoping to do general nursing in limerick and then i'd like to specialize after i get my general nursing degree
0: oh very good okay so you got the head screwed on she's got the head screwed on absolutely so if you did hypothetically I think it could happen but let's just put it out there if you did become world triathlon champion at this level would the sport slightly override the education would you be tempted to go all the way with this
5: um I'm already tempted (laughs) (laughs) I think it's something I can balance personally I've been able to balance it in the past um I think what would be the problem is is having a job on top of that
0: of course yeah yeah absolutely and like this is the thing people in sport they have to sort of you know have these conversations in their head and think and think about what they're going to do so if somebody would like to sponsor if they'd like to reach out how can they get in touch with you? Um email. is the best. <laughs> email way. And my number, yeah. Perfect. Okay, well we have Zoe's email, it's Zoe.danko McAllister at gmail.com and we'll keep your, go- your 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 phone number here as well if people want to reach out. That's I'm wishing thing. you <laughs> all of the very best. If no doubt that you're gonna do really, really well, first of all, at the thank European you, Championships. Sure. We're behind you one hundred percent. Thank you so so much for, for joining me. You're so sweet, thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> We interrupt this Leanne Rhymes to give you some super exciting movie news. And I need help. I need help with regards to this. I'm just spotting on Facebook a major A list celebrity is in our midst. None other than the fantastic Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's fantastic images on Facebook. Do you know what? I heard a rumour about this the other day. Um, a friend of mine was like, oh, I heard uh, Michael Fassbender's in Clutterhead. I was like, no, he's not in clarhead Clutter. Couldn't possibly be. Well, apparently he was filming in Green Ore this morning. People of Green Ore, we need your help. You need to track down more information. What are they filming how sound is he? Can I be an extra? can he can he join us on element all these questions that I have on just receiving this news. I'm looking at the images here. um yeah, look very clear images uh, that someone's captured on Facebook of Michael Fassbender dressed in a sort of um. Sort of worn clothes. I'm going to say, like worn out, sort of uh, tanny coloured brown jacket, grey trousers, bit dishevelled. He's got the beard going on. Lots of people fussing around him, of course, as well. It looks like they're in between takes. Maybe he's preparing for the next bit. Uh, it looks like a street scene or something. I need more information. Mike and Fassbender in the local area filming. Right. Someone find out more information. Oh eight six one eight hundred six five eight. LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport, and entertainment on LMFM. And beside myself, I can barely read out these jobs. It's all a blur. It's very, very exciting. But anyway, let's get down to it. Modern Fashions and Doc requires a part-time retail assistant to apply. Send your CV to info at modernfashions.ie Clonmore, and intellectual disability service requires carers in the Meath area. Please apply with CV to info at clonmore.ie That's C-L-A-N-N-M-O-R dot I-E or you can give them a call 86 603 622. The crows nest and dock require experienced bar staff, excellent terms and conditions provided to apply. Please email your CV to pj-martin at hotmail.com. And the Arc Arena in Navin requires a duty manager. They'll be responsible for the efficient day-to-day running of Navin's number one cinema. Email your CV to ian at arccinema.ie. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. I just need to figure out how I can be an extra on this set, whatever set Michael Fassbender is on. I mean, I've missed opportunities. So many have happened in this local area. The Last duel, you know, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck lost out there. What other stuff? There was other filmings happening around. Oh yeah, and Ella Enchanted in Dundalk missed out there as well. I need to find out more people. Come on, people of Green Ore, you have to give us a little bit more information about what's going on with Michael Fassbender. Get on the case for me. See if I can become an extra. Or something, that'd be awesome. Uh, let me know, 086
3: 1800 658. When
0: she you. Okay, the plot thickens. Thank you so much. Our little investigators are out on 086 1800 658. A little bit more tidbits of information about Michael Fassbender trickling in. I'll bring you the details next. Oh.
1: The 11 to 1 show.
0: Very excited about the news that Michael Fassbender is in green ore at the moment. We've found out more details. He's been cast in an Irish speaking film called Kneecap. And uh, there's going to be filming, I think filming yesterday and today as well. We don't know if there's going to be more filming continued in the next couple of uh, days. We don't know. Uh, Kevin has been on. Kevin in Carlingford, he sent me some fantastic images as well of Michael on a boat. So maybe there's a fisherman element to this perhaps as well. And he's uh, pictured alongside some locals there in Carlingford. So he's obviously hanging out and taking photographs of people as well. Uh, Also, um, who else has been on here? This is Although it's a sideline thing He says Sinead I starred in one In Carlingford Uh, I can't remember the name of it I I played a part in it It was a love story So I'm asking him It was probably the one Do you remember the one Another one I missed out on uh, Where Saoirse Monica Jackson Was in the local area And I think it was called Finding You It was filming during 2021 That could be it But that's not this one Kneecap Irish language movie Michael Fassbender Interesting More news as we get it Right here my love finishing out our show for today thank you so much to all the guests and for your company enjoy the rest of your day and i'll chat to you tomorrow
1: the 11 to 1 show
2: hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget